Hello listeners. Welcome to season 2, episode 3 of the Fitter podcast, where we continue to explore the theme lose fat, get fitter. On this show we'll look at some of today's most important questions about health and fitness and examine them using history culture and above all science i'm your co-host jd and with me on the show as always is the founder of fitter and the author of lose fat get fitter jitendra chokse aka jc hey guys hey jd it's good to be back and uh, you know as we did in the previous episode i again just wanted to take out some time to read a small section from your new book lose fat get fitter This is uh, from the chapter exercise and training and here is what you've said There's an old saying abs are made in the kitchen but that's only half the story Nutrition plays a vital role in making you fit and healthy but if you want to look good build strength and live a life that's free of aches and pains you have to exercise But where do you even begin if you thought all those myths about nutrition were bad enough just wait till you hear the misinformation about exercise and workouts Weightlifting is only for bodybuilders. You can't get a body like that without steroids. You should change your workout every couple of days. This will confuse your muscles and they will grow. To get a six pack, do one thousand sit-ups every single day. And two of my personal favorites: women should not lift, and cardio is the best exercise for fat loss. It's not exercise that's the problem. Instead, exercise seems to have a misinformation problem. End quote. Now. We've already covered in the last episode we took a look at cardio and you know that whole myth about whether it is the best exercise for fat loss but what's ironic is that we live in a world where hashtag #fitness has millions and millions of followers on Instagram and still somehow most of us don't really know how to get fit I don't know right I mean look when I started my fitness career and uh, I've been into fitness for over 20 years you know, I I started working out when I was 14 mm. uh in a in a under uh, underground gym uh with about 100 rupee a month kind of a fee right and uh from that to starting a fitness company creating hundreds of jobs making hundreds of thousands of people fit uh you know it has it has been nothing short of a revelation you know so many people said so many things along with this journey and it seemed like uh if i hadn't started fitter you know we we'd still be back in those days when people uh, would charge hundreds of thousands of dollars to give out basic i've i've, I've been there I've, i've heard all those kind of myths you know and uh, of course you know these these all these myths about steroids and uh, you know the six pack and 100000 sit ups all these they all come from the same place it's like somebody does something and then we we know now that it's it's not really that difficult it's all extremely simple you know we just have to focus on fundamentals where you just have to eat right and exercise you know and gradually just build up on that you don't need complicated workouts you don't need complicated uh food or expensive supplements and absolutely no drugs to build amazing physique and uh, you know when it comes to me i also uh practice what i preach so people have more than enough resources people have more than enough reasons to start believing that you know fitness is not that difficult anymore no can yeah i mean i can certainly understand where you're coming from because i my workout history isn't that great but 
the few times that I've gone to gym, I've always gone to the treadmill. It's like, you know, there is this fear in my mind I have about lifting weights. And you keep saying this, you know, why are you afraid? Why do you think that this is something very different, very difficult that, you know, you need to do? We've been doing this for thousands of years. Why should things change now just because we're sitting in our comfortable houses? Lifting weights is still the way ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, Everyone who's ever started working out, you know, they, they have doubts and fears. Uh, in fact, whenever you try to do anything new, you'll always have this fear of failure. You know, be it startups, be it a new relationship, uh, be it exercising, new business, you'll always have this fear of failure. But here's the thing. You know, humans were meant to lift weights. We've been doing it for centuries, even millennia. And there's nothing to be scared of. We know what to do and how to do it. It may be new for you, but weightlifting has been around for a very, very long time. So always being an important part of the culture. And there's very strong evidence that weightlifting as a sport has had been has has been around since the 10th century BC. You know. And uh, the evidence goes back uh, as far as the China's Zhao dynasty, you know, and they, they had this large army and uh, uh, one of the strongest army back then, you know, and it had a basic requirement that all the new recruits uh, had to pass weightlifting test before they were accepted into military. Right, right. Because, I mean, you know, look at all our ancient myths, you know, whenever we talk about uh, strong guys, you know, whether it's Hercules or Hanuman, it's all about the strong chap who could lift mountains, lift big rocks, and, you know, he was always, you know, seen as a hero in the culture. Yeah. And look, these stories, they, they, they come from our prehistoric past, you know. Uh, you know, so one such story is, uh, actually, many such stories from the tribes who used to have these uh, uh, manhood stones, and uh, you know, in ancient Greece, ancient Rome, all of them had contests where men could show off their strength. Even today, a lot of countries such as uh, you know Germany, Switzerland, uh, Montenegro, and uh, the Basque region and, and Spain, they still organize these strongman challenges, and they all involve lifting heavy weights and showing off how strong you are. You know. I know you're a big Marvel fan. So even like the legend of Thor and his hammer, Mjolnir, even that is all about, you know, this big, strong guy who's worthy only because he can lift this heavy object. Exactly. The logic was simple. You don't lift heavy objects because you are strong, uh, but you become strong by lifting heavy objects. And the more you lift, the stronger you become. All ancient cultures needed strong men, whether it's Sparta or ancient China. If you don't have strong men in your population, then basically you can't defend or, or your state or country. Uh, the Chinese must have given a lot of credit for developing weight training, um, uh, you know, uh, as, as a science. You know, they, they should be given a lot of credit. I mean, I wonder what kind of PRs they used to set back in the day. You're not going to believe it. 500 kilos. Really? Wow. <laughs> I wasn't kidding when I said strong men. Yeah, um, really now, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, when the local hero or strong man does weightlifting, the people also have to try their hands at it, and that's how the first uh, professional weightlifting and powerlifting clubs, you know, they begin to emerge. Uh, of course, it wasn't exactly scientific. I mean, people would essentially lift anything heavy that they could find, and some of the popular sports at the time were like pulling up trees from the ground and picking up like full-grown deer. Oh, um, you know, so yeah. yeah. So, I mean, okay, this was ancient China, but what about the rest of the world? Because, you know, uh, we've heard this term thrown around called Greek God, because the minute we think of the ancient Greeks, it means, you know, we think of this really well-built guy, really jacked guy who has an awesome physique. I mean, not just Greek, you know, 
all over the world weight training was absolutely adored but sure let's talk about ancient greeks because they were absolutely in love with fitness and obviously for them their military was very important so automatically the physical fitness also becomes important and if you have seen movie uh, like 300 and other other uh, movies like you know gladiator you'd see that the guys were uh, you know jacked and like and and even the sculptures if you if you look at the sculptures from a uh, prehistoric era you'd see that these sculptures had defined abs now these are the things that we talk about today then how did these guys build those sculptures how did these guys build those sculptures if they didn't know what a, a round uh, deltoid muscle would look like or what a well defined abdominal structure would look like right because people existed people looked like that back then and that's how that's how these uh, sculptures came into being maybe these things were absolutely normalized these things they sound uh sound very uh, like unachievable in today's world or or they are made to sound like they are unachievable but if you think about ancient greece china even ancient india uh, there's no doubt in my mind that people used to be a lot more jacked and shredded uh, back then because imagine all the heavy lifting that they were doing the diets were uh diets were like natural diets of course uh, and they were eating protein definitely because they were they were hunting and you know lots of animal dairy uh, uh you know so there's there's a good reason that people actually look like what the sculptures look like marathons were one thing but i'm sure there were lots of other feats of strength and you know the things that we see in the modern olympics they must have started way back then yeah, absolutely you know athletes would uh, spend roughly 10 months preparing for olympic games uh, which were held every 4 years in olympia and Uh, this training for olympic games they needed specialized sports coaches training camps and really serious diets and uh, during the last month of training athletes would begin using stone dumbbells to build their strength and speed and for long jumpers these dumbbells were also used to increase their distances so it's a lot like con- contest prep almost right? you keep on training for it with a specific goal in mind they were really serious about fitness i mean uh, greek city uh states they regularly included gymnasiums as spaces for athletes to train and and gymnasiums were very important they were they were public buildings they were like municipally owned and controlled and they began as uh, athletic spaces for athletes like young men and soldiers to mold their bodies and over time these gymnasiums and evolved into educational spaces for teenage boys and men so so it's not just about training the body but also the mind it's very important the connection was known even back then Yeah, 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 and uh, Plato and Aristotle, and uh, uh, they, they both have said that it is extremely important to have an education where both your physical and mental muscles are tested. You know, and uh, there is a black rock on the island of Thera, uh, which weighs about four hundred eighty kilograms, and it has an inscription which says that this bears uh, that bears this chap name uh, Eumestus lifted it uh, from the ground. Uh, wait, I'll say this again. So there's a lot of evidence for this. There is a black rock. on the island of thera which weighs roughly 480 kgs and it has an inscription which says that uh, this chap named eumastus lifted it from the ground 480 kg then there are yeah 480 kgs and there are sandstone blocks from olympia which weighed about 143 kg which which are said to have been lifted by um, someone named uh, bubon you know apparently he used to throw them with one hand yeah a word of warning for all the kids listening to this please don't try this at home <laughs> we don't want your yeah. parents complaining to us ki humne fitter podcast pe suna right i i i really wish kids these days were more active um but yeah 
there's this other story by the way from uh, Greece that I find very fascinating and uh, then in in 600 BC you know there was this young man named Milo and I'm pretty sure you must have heard this name before Milo yes you know, it comes in the form of a drink <laughs> so this guy had big dreams of becoming an olympic champion but he was just a farmer's boy and he didn't have access to any gymnasiums so what he did was he started carrying a young bull on his shoulders and he does this every single day for four years as the bull grew older and larger milo's strength increased and i love this story because it's exactly what we tell people to do now you know progressive overload and this is like the first example in history where someone figured out that you can't lift the same weights each time as you grow stronger you have to push your limits and keep lifting heavier we've heard about these strong men what about strong women oh uh, absolutely like lots of lots of examples and the credit for that actually goes to ancient egyptians and egyptian women were extremely strong and uh, you know women had completely different status in egypt uh, you know there are tombs that that date back to 3500 bc which show both men and women exercising with weights you know back then they used to lift uh, sand ba- sandbags and different types of weights to keep fit uh that's also they were also such a cultural powerhouse i mean you can't build those pyramids if you were physically weak absolutely yeah yeah now if we are talking about ancient cultures we must talk a bit about india also nahi to janta kahe ki ki india ko neglect kar diya i mean absolutely i mean look at our myths and uh, scriptures you know bhim was supposed to be the strongest guru prince and uh, he was the master of the mace you know the gada yeah, yeah so if you if you visit any akhara you will see these two things there's photo of lord hanuman and then there's this gada and all the wrestlers are constantly doing exercises where they take this gada and then they rotate it around themselves and above the heads and they're really heavy and uh, now the same gada is now being used across the west they call it the indian club true true so now from the ancient world to the modern times somehow india has lost touch with this uh, aspect of physical fitness but in the west they've actually still made it an important they've managed to make it an important part of their life absolutely there are there are certain cultures there are certain countries where uh, being unfit is actually looked down hmm. um because you're so body conscious but nobody understands that there's you know it takes a lot of discipline and hard work to get that kind of a body absolutely i mean if i if i meet somebody who who lifts weight and he's in great shape i automatically know that this guy is consistent and this guy knows what it takes he's definitely patient he's definitely disciplined we should just kind of bring back that culture of weight training or bodybuilding and we are doing that i mean in fitter you have been talking about this for a while yeah i mean we are definitely doing our part now talking about the west you know we say okay they have this culture of physical fitness and the first name that kind of pops up in my head you know talk about bodybuilders in the west is eugene sando yeah look he's he's the pioneer of western bodybuilding and uh, uh, so strong men have always existed in the west but they usually tended to be really bulky like you know big big guys with big bellies and stuff eugene sando was a first of the modern day bodybuilders who were not just strong but also extremely aesthetic uh, he used to do uh, these uh, shows as a part of the circus where he would go and uh, lift heavy objects but contrary to other strong men uh, he would always attract the audience largely because of physique and at some point of time he only started doing physique shows where he would just go and flex and the girls would all go gaga over his body you know eugene sando was the world's first fitness celebrity and this was before instagram filters this was before supplements because he really did look that aesthetic and he was all natural from what we know 
Absolutely. He earned that body the old-fashioned way and uh, he inspired countless others to start taking care of uh, their bodies, you know. So what's the history of bodybuilding as we know it? When did it all begin? See, like I said, things like symmetry and aesthetics were not really important, you know. That only started after Eugene Sandow came on the scene and this was an important moment. Before Sandow, people didn't think it was possible or necessary to build a good body. Hmm. So Sandow did do a lot to popularize bodybuilding. He wrote books. He had a magazine called Physical Culture. He used to tour countries and show people what the human body is capable of. Right. So talking about these bodybuilding contests you mentioned, now, as a normal guy, to be honest, you know, I don't even think about participating in these contests. And one of the reasons is that you know I've been, I don't know, I look at these massive men on stage and you're like, that's just not possible, you know. So many of them just look that they're on the juice. And that seems to be the, I don't know, the common myth, I would say. People think bodybuilding equals steroids. Bodybuilding equals, you know, countless hours at the gym. And it is not for the common person. The common man should just do cardio. The common man should just lift light weights. And that's enough for us. Uh, look, again, that's that's because of the whole lot of misinformation that we are dealing with right now. And it's a... It's a big challenge telling people that, look, bodybuilding is not something which, which you need drugs or you need, uh, you know, expensive supplements. It's entirely possible. It's actually your body, you know, and, and it just takes time and patience. And if you keep lifting weights, you will naturally develop an incredible physique. And it cannot get any simpler than this. You just have to eat right and lift every single day. That's all it takes to build an incredible physique and just wait for the time. You know, people, Back in, I, I think I shared a picture of a lot of bodybuilders from the 1920s era, you know. I remember. I remember. Yes. Yeah. And those guys were absolutely shredded. We had Indian bodybuilders back in 1930s and 40s. And if you look at uh, the guys, you know, Sen and Gupta, they even published books on bodybuilding. True. True. So there's a lot of information. There's a lot of evidence that people can build physique. They did build physique amazing physique without any sort of drugs and supplements and so it should not be surprising that you know we can we can still do the same even better because now we have the perfect know-how now we know how to calculate calories now we know that volume is the key now we know that progressive overload is what's needed right so instead of simplifying this information all people are doing today is just uh, making it more and more complex and again the same guys who are who are getting that edge and for them that edge becomes uh, the final truth when in reality it's just lifting weights and progressive overload and just eating right right no i actually wanted to kind of pick your brain and dispel these myths because you've already addressed the very first myth i was going to talk about that you can't build an aesthetic physique without steroids but the other really big uh, uh, myth that you've also addressed partially is that resistance training I, it is only for professional bodybuilders and not for the average person. But you have been saying for the longest time, resistance training, strength training, those are the ways to go. So what are your thoughts on that? Humans always lifted stuff. You know, resistance training is nothing but, you know, you making your body work against the resistance. You know, you, you're, uh, you are lifting something off the ground. It could be a heavy object or it could be your own body. You're always doing some sort of resistance training. What happens is your entire body is made up of muscles, right? Voluntary and voluntary muscles. And, and these muscles uh, basically uh, are part of your musculature. 
Uh, so you have tendons, ligaments on top of your bones, and then tendons and ligaments then further get connected to your muscle tissues over a period of time. Uh, you know, as you continue to lift weights, your bones again the bones get strong during the formative years. So so till you are eighteen or twenty, your bones keep getting stronger the more you lift. But towards the latter year, uh, you know the bones pretty much stop developing, and your musculature is what. Uh, keeps on getting better so, you, so your muscles keep on getting strong but as you reach adulthood and after that once you once you step into the old age you start losing these muscles and by the time you're 60 70 you lose the lose these muscles at a massive rate which bring back your body is lowered back onto the bones so the same muscles which were taking the load off your body can't do that because you're losing them and the muscle uh, and the entire body's weight starts shifting back on the bones which leads to degeneration of bones it's called sarcopenia right you know sarcopenia results in degradation of your muscles and your bones start getting weak and once the bones start getting weaker you develop something called as you know arthritis osteoarthritis uh degeneration of your uh, uh spine your knee fluid uh you know all these things happen as a result of muscle wasting and the and resistance training is the only way to prevent this muscle waste wastage. And so, if you think about it, resistance training is 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 like an elixir. It's it's like a way to keep yourself physically fit, uh, making sure that your bones don't degrade as you step into the old age, and you still have muscles which can take the load off mm. uh, your bones. You know, and so there's there's huge benefits apart from that resistance training. Uh, because it affects your muscles, you know, and muscles are tissues, and you can you can use them in different ways for developing st- speed, strength, uh, you know, agility, flexibility. You know, if you have muscles, you can you can achieve all those qualities. You can excel at sports. You can you can do better uh, at various kind of functional uh, training. Mm. So those are those are those benefits. Apart from that, you know, uh, a, a a muscular body is also uh you know attractive so i mean it looks better if you are if you are more aesthetic you look better compared to that with a uh with not not such a, a great shape right so i think i think that's also uh another thing so considering all things you know i think resistance training has has a lot of benefits a lot of people seem to think that women should not lift weights no look absolutely same principles apply to men and women except for the difference between how we are uh you know women have muscles and the only way to stay in shape, the only way to, you know, look great and uh, look strong and be strong and make sure that you don't face any muscle wastage or bone degradation in the old age mm. is by lifting weights and building muscles. So, JC, what's the final word on resistance training? An absolute must for everybody on this planet, be it kids, be it men, women, older women, older men, everybody should do weight training. Great, and I know just to, you know for all of people, all of the people who are listening to this, uh, JC's book has an entire chapter dedicated to the importance of resistance training and how you can get started. So you know, I think when the book comes out, I think that probably people should just head to that chapter and read it first because it's just so vitally important. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, thanks, JC. As always, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot, JD. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fitter Podcast and we'll be back next week with another episode where we bust myths and talk fitness science. Thank you.